Hi friends, thanks for listening. This is your host of the Weirdest Experience podcast, Tina Clark. I also wanted to share with you, I have my own energy healing business called Stargazing Angel LLC. I offer energy healing sessions, EFT tapping sessions, tarot readings, and I also offer classes on Reiki, shamanism, and tarot and more. If you're interested in having a session with me, please call 843-695-7218 or you can email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. You can also check out my website, which is www.tinakinneyclark.com. That's T-I-N-A-K-I-N-N-E-Y-C-L-A-R-K-E. Hi, I'm your host, Tina Clark, and welcome to my Weirdest Experience podcast. This is the podcast of the weirdest experience that has ever happened to you and gives you a venue to fully express yourself and share your weirdest story with the world. This is the No Judgment Zone, a safe place to share your experience. It's also a place where we discuss what happened to you and share some possible theories on what and why this happened. If you would like to be on the show, email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. Welcome to the show. I want to welcome back Casey Shimon. She was in episode 39 and I welcomed her back because we had so much to talk about. And today we were going to talk about the Black community and the and religion and how that plays in the community and also race so welcome back to the show Casey thank you for having me back so um I would like to say hello to everyone but also I wanted to say this really quickly so I was telling my children about the show that we did last week or the last um episode and they were like, well, are you comfortable talking about Black issues with somebody that's not Black? And I had to tell them, like, hold on, the way that you get beyond the barrier, the way that you really kill the stereotypes is by going and talking and having conversation. That's the only way we'll be able to learn or relate to each other or know the things that we have in common. So um, for my children, if they ever get a chance to listen, we're doing this for the greater good. <laughs> We are, and I'm curious about it, and I'm sure a lot of people are, and Mm -hmm. they may not feel comfortable asking, you know, their Black friends or, you know, their Black church members these Mm -hmm. questions, and I, I really want to know. I want you to tell us. I want you to inform us, educate us, and I think the dialogue has to always continue. We always have to discuss this. And, you know, I'm, I want to learn like anybody else. Right. Well, uh, one, let's, I do not speak for every single person, but I will try to give a subjective opinion based on my knowledge um, from different perspectives, not just from where I stand now, but where I've been previously and the people that I know as well. Yeah. So we were warming it up (laughs) before I pressed record and we were talking about how religion can pacify 
people, not only the Black community, the Latino community, the Filipino community, which is my heritage. And well, I think that, okay, so when you, if you, if we really look at the history, Christianity was not um, something that was good initially it was like mocking the people that believed in Jesus and then from there it began to be like crusades at some point where they were like maliciously killing people if they did not believe so I don't know um if religion is something that we really chose or if it was something that was pressed upon us not just black people but every race of people because they were going into lands and forcing people to um, denounce whatever their natural heritage was their natural tra uh, traditions and spirituality and leave that for Christianity so in some places countries where it is not allowed I get it now versus when I was in religion I was like well they don't let you have the bible but when you learn history a little bit you're like okay they're trying to pr protect their culture yeah and I was <clears throat> telling Casey when I went on a tour of Mexico a few years ago I went to the Chula pyramid which is a huge pyramid that's mostly buried under soil and plants and and you know what a beautiful testimony to the ancestors that built that pyramid which is volume wise bigger than the Giza pyramid but and that sounds huge it's huge. It's stuck on the top is a Catholic church. So that's not symbolic. <laughs> <laughs> we it's like we we know you had a culture and a history and a past, but we're going to show you that we're number one and we're going to mm -hmm. put our church on top of your pyramid. We're going to desecrate your sacred mm -hmm. monument that your ancestors built and it's actually multiple pyramids on top of multiple pyramids mm. but and if it, you think about how they what they did in egypt tore up everything blew off the noses they did everything they could to desecrate and kind of stifle the truth of the land you know as much as possible and for real honestly it worked because a lot of things from egypt in that time frame are considered to be evil if you know anything about anything outside of Christianity. And that's kind of like hurtful and bogus. You know, how could I have to take on somebody else's something when I have a whole heritage and culture of my own that I'm not allowed to learn? Um, but when it comes to the Black community, those that were in slavery, okay, so black africans were not the only people enslaved um i'm not sure if people realized that there were native americans that were captured murdered and enslaved as well so it is not just um people from africa there were native americans that were bombarded and they really just honestly took over the land all the way to where um california is it wasn't even america's it was um spain so you know and then i could they just pushed Spain all the way down to Mexico and kind of migrated those people to that type of area. So 
when you look at it like that, the people that were left here that had to go along to get along, basically, they took on what they were allowed to read. They were only allowed to read the Bible at one point. So, you know, that became their savior. What else did you have to look forward to, you know, in those times? Yeah, and, and you know, even the churches in Europe, they were placed in pagan sacred sites mm -hmm. right on top. It, they just dominated everything. And I mean, because, okay, so I think we talked about this a little bit. When you think about the witch, when you hear people say witch hunts or being burned at the stake, sometimes I don't think we realize, like actualize that these were real things that happened in life, like in history, they found the people that were really spiritually gifted if you're doing something outside of your human essence and they literally killed these people because they were witches and warlocks because and, they had and, something else that was extra special than who they were or they could have just been a midwife or herbalist you know using plant medicine you know they were targeted because they weren't conforming Mm -hmm. to the church and the church's rules and you know See, but they took away the medicine woman and gave you the pharmaceutical company you know what i'm saying they, they took away the herbs and natural and even now it's the hack hashtag for natural i believe remedies or one of those hashtags is totally blocked on instagram because they don't want you to know how to really get healthy the natural way because if we keep you sick we keep you pumping out money for real yeah did, and did you know the war on drugs that whole concept came from nazi germany and the war on drugs is actually the war on natural plant medicine that's mm -hmm. what the war is on mm -hmm. it's, it's not really about um the the pharmaceutical and the chemical based medicines or even the narcotics for real because the while right. the war on drugs did was amped up the narcotics and downgraded the marijuanas the uh, other natural remedies that people were using that i'm sure if you think about the way they describe a witch's brew they was probably in there doing the same thing chemists do in chemistry labs they then took the whole shebang <laughs> <laughs> so i have this t-shirt that says i'm the descendant of the witches that you couldn't burn I, and I feel like that I have. Okay. So I was reading something online. I have these two like extra nipple things. Oh my God. This is TMI a little bit, but it's, <laughs> like, have, but when I was reading about witches and stuff, they was talking about these marks that they had. And I was like, well, wait a minute now. I got some shit that I'm not supposed to have. <laughs> um, hello. What's going on here? You have the mark of the devil on you. I mean, <laughs> It, well, I, I, I'm a Sagittarius, so having a double-breasted type of area would be like, you know, symbolic of, you know, when I was born. <laughs> and I, I, I did know one other person that had a guy that had one on one side, but when I was looking at history and the, the things that they were looking for in witches and things like that were markings like that. Because if you had this mark or if you did this certain thing, they knew that you was of some, you know what I'm saying? They couldn't get a hold of. And whatever they couldn't control, they destroyed. So you'll want to hear something ironic. 
I'm the family tree keeper for my dad's side of the family because I I hit a wall with my mom's side of the family because they were so poor and they don't have any kind of my mom doesn't even have a birth certificate okay she doesn't even have a picture of herself as a child because the typhoon would come and destroy everything and they have they didn't have anything so I'm on my dad's side I've traced it back Uh, my maiden name is Kenny all the way back uh, to the 1600s. But I have an ancestor named Henry Kinney, who was a witch accuser in the Salem witch trials. And he is in the court documents. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So how does that make you feel? Well, he must be so proud of me. Wow. So how did you go about finding that information? Um, A lot of times there are people online who are doing research themselves. So I would check their websites. um, And there was a publication of a family tree, although it wasn't really entirely accurate. There was a publication in the early 20th century, which connected my family tree. So just a lot of work, just looking online, ancestry.com. I tried to start that um, for myself, but my family, my grandmother or great grandmother um, and grandmother are Native American. So it was kind of like a little bit hard to find. And then I was, I had so much stuff going on. I was just like, okay, I'm gonna have to get back to this later because it was a lot. And then I was trying to find my um, granddad. He, his mother died in childbirth. So I'm trying to figure out if he had other family. It's just a lot. So I was just I like, well, let's is. just leave this here. Well, <laughs> I bet it's like, you know, my Filipino side, you just hit a wall because there's no records, mm-hmm. you know, especially of the enslaved. I mean, you know, you might find like a property list that they were included on I mean how awful is that it's 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 definitely awful now um a lot of people always talk about that there were blacks enslaved um slave owners also but they were actually um in Africa before I think that they really got recruited into America or got taken and, and captured um or from the understanding that I have is that when it came to the Africans being shipped here, some of them thought that they were going to somewhere that was going to be better off than what it originated to seem. Um, but I believe that they had slaves in Africa as well. Like it, it didn't start in America and, you know, a lot of people probably won't like to hear that, but the truth is it didn't it was something that they saw in Africa and then used that concept to to bring it here and um it really became treacherous and I believe it most of it is because instead of um the truth it's a muddy like white lie (laughs) I understand the whole term white lie because a lot of the things a lot of history is inaccurately taught. 
So mm-hmm. you can't even really know what the culture was before. Like, even when you think about the Bible, they act like just one day the Bible was there. And then all of a sudden, this is, if it wasn't like this, then it wasn't no God. Like, no, God was way before the Bible. Before they get, the book didn't get printed until published until 1600. So there was a God already before this. And, and there were people in different cultures that represented and, 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 communicated with God in their own way but when you stifle it in to try to make it be somebody else's way of doing it then you are really minimizing the effectiveness of God but it's enough division and tension to where people wouldn't even be able to really conjure up the spirit of God for real for real in a real way because it's so divided yeah and just the the concept of slavery I mean, even in the Bible talks about it, you know, it's a, it was in Egypt, you know, mm-hmm. they enslaved the Jews, mm-hmm. you know, I think, I think the Portuguese were the ones who started the slavery <clears throat> in it, Europe. It was just everywhere. And then um, I think the way it's so many stories, but the fact that there can be so many stories and all of the stories are honestly different from what we read in the American history books. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of things like even now where they don't want to talk about slavery in school or racism and all those things, that's still like hiding the truth because if you really think about it, okay, so what did the Native Americans, how did the Native Americans worship God, honor God, see God before Christianity became the end all be all to God? Mm-hmm. Well, it was the concept of the great spirit and, and uh, nature, you know, being connected to nature. But nature is vilified now. It's like, if you do that, there's something wrong with you. If you go outside and right. say you grounding. Or if you go outside and you try to connect with the universe, oh no, it's something wrong with you because the universe is not God. Like, well, who is? Everything is. Everything. Yeah, you, me, everything is the creator. Every living thing, which is the plants, the trees, (laughs) the birds and the bees, everything is essentially God's essence. Mm Mm-hmm. So tell me about the Black community and how religion has affected your culture. Well, I think that it has put us in a, oh, I apologize. I believe that it has put us in a sleep-like state because we fail to actualize the truth. It's like we live in a denial. So Although it seems like we want to accept history beyond slavery, the reality of something beyond that concept seems like it's it's like not possible or um, it's taking a lot for people to come out of the fog of what we've been told to believe versus what actually has happened over the years and in history. You know, so um, when it comes to religion, instead of addressing issues largely people just deny them it's like if you go and give your life to christ then anything that was in your past now is just all you know renewed you know 
old things are passed away and all things become new. And that's the scripture. But if you don't face things, if you don't address it, then you will never really get the full essence of what that means. And a lot of times um, it's almost like when you think about Joe Biden, Joe told black people, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. And since then, I mean, I, I haven't seen anything. It was almost like it uses, it, it's like a savior, the savior mindset, but then you can just rock somebody that's religious to sleep because they're, they gotta have faith. They gotta, you know, whatever the master's plan, you know what I'm saying? And it's easy to just tell you anything and just okay hush little baby don't say a word you know like I'm gonna promise you all these things so that I can get you to continue to do what I want you to do versus saying okay well let's get some things in order so like even right down with the Haitians at the Mexican border instead of doing something like he did with those in Afghan and um instead of welcoming people in, it was like, now, no, not y'all. They can come in, but y'all got to stop. But a lot of people don't know or won't realize until later that the Haitians were the first Black country that did not get overtaken by colonialism. They did not get colonized. They were not, they were the, before the Haitian war, uh, the from what I read in this John Brown book, white people thought that black people were passive or just you could just do anything to them and they just gonna go for it. But the Haitians won the war and then now they're like, okay, well, we got to keep them up under instead of what they probably would have done or how it would have been if they thought that they could control us easier before that. Now it's stifled because now we can't let you raise up because and it to me. It exemplifies what we see with the police brutality and that, you know, the very flagrant deaths of Black people that are not addressed. But as long as you keep the Democrats pacifying them with religion, they'll go to your church, they'll, you know, do all the things that make you think that they're going to do what you want them to do or what we need them to do. And then he could say something like, if you don't vote for me, you're not Black, and then still not do nothing for the Black community to protect us from those type of things and it all goes together because you know when it comes to religion that faith that you know jesus is gonna make it better so if we just pray about it it's gonna end no if you address things it will change if you pray about it your prayer is gonna keep going and ain't nothing changed 50 <laughs> 60 years it's still the same well i love prayer but you have to take action too and, very much so and you have to face your current reality you know the challenges that exist today and mm -hmm. turning away from that or ignoring that you know what resist it what resists persists right so you resist it it's going to keep popping mm -hmm. up in your face you know this is this is shadow work but on a collective level See, but if you say shadow work to black people who are largely religious, they will think that you're the devil. They will call you the devil. They've been so stifled in being open to a lot of churches. They won't let you learn about any other religions. They will tell you, do not take any classes, do not do this. They don't even want you to know 
what else yeah. is out there because if yeah. you realize it's something that well wait a minute this ain't that much different it's just a few little things here and there then it won't be divided as much and it will be a collective because people will start waking up yeah, everything is demonic. Everything's the devil. You know, the tarot is the devil. Come on. It's a card deck. It's a beautiful card deck with symbols. You know? <laughs> now, now, I do believe in the spiritual aspect of life in the soul realm and how it, um, I believe that um, the spiritual realm can speak through different mediums in order yes. to to, mm-hmm. to communicate um and i i have a, a deck of tarot but i do not try to use a lot of things because i have dreams and stuff on my own so i don't want to in my opinion or my view muddy the water of what's what's god and what's me interacting on my own because i want to make sure if if there's any way that I could, you know, <laughs> make sure that I am leaving the communication with God as clear as possible. So if God wants to make me connect with a spiritual entity, then it can be a natural thing versus me trying to, because I, even when I think about people doing readings, I don't think the spirit is on demand like that. God is not like, just whenever you need me, flip the card over and I'm going to be like, I don't think that God operates like that. You can't, it's not an on-demand type thing. So I kind of shy away from that. But I do have a deck. <laughs> I do have some crystals and I do believe the power of the natural source of life in this earth. Yeah. Well, I always tell people who are curious about the tarot or other divination tools is I always call on my angels and spirit guides first. Mm -hmm. That is my intent. I don't want the riffraff out there coming through. I want the (laughs) highest vibration and light beings. And that's, that's all you got to do. It's simple. And, And then you have to have good discernment and feeling too, when you're doing that kind of work. But I, now I want to connect. Honestly, I would like to connect with the dead and the spiritual realm more. Um, but then I get spooky <laughs> and I'll be nervous um, because I don't know how that's going to manifest. But I do believe that um, because I have those dreams and other things that, you know, go on with me, I'm like, okay, I want to use that like God use me to the most capacity that you could use me you know whatever that is mm-hmm. pour it on <laughs> mm-hmm. now I'd be nervous so, after I say that too because you don't know what God's <laughs> gonna do <laughs> well I don't know I just I've been doing it for a long time so I trust myself but um when I was younger as a child I was scared of a lot of things and I just refuse to be scared anymore and tired of being afraid. Mm-hmm. So I, I work on it. I practice, I trust myself and I evolve and get stronger and more empowered. And, and, you know, all these tools empower you and the church doesn't allow you to use it because they label it as bad. Um, and it's and, probably the reason why I shy away from it, honestly, because I'm like, well, what if, you yeah. know, oh my gosh, like. Yeah. 
So, you know, I believe we were connected to the divine because we are part of the divine. And we don't, I don't need a middleman. Mm-hmm. I don't need a priest to connect to God. I can connect to the divine on my own. Now, I definitely believe that. Yeah. I believe that um, Jesus is used as a scapegoat in more ways than one. But if you believe in Jesus more than you believe in God, then you'll never see the full power of God. Um, in your life. Um, And I'm not saying that Jesus isn't real for those that believe in Jesus. I believe that the man who we know is Jesus um, may not be pictured the way that he should, but also that he carried the spirit of God's anointing, which was the title Christ. That's what the title the the word christ is a title for the anointing so i believe that we have a mismanagement of belief where in especially in the black community we're believing in the man more than the spirit of god that was on the man and when you're not believing in the spirit that's on the man versus the man then you're taken away from the spirit being able to really move the way because instead of going to the spirit the comforter, you know, the holy breath of God. Instead, you're turning towards a man and his sacrifice and you're robbing God of who he truly is. And that is something that the black community has very, very bad. And it's really sad because um, if you try to explain it, it's evil. You're going to, they're going to tell you you're going to hell and they're going to make you feel like you're a sinner or something is wrong with you. Um, and you really become kind of an outcast. Well, you know, I always say Jesus is tired. Yeah. Because <laughs> everybody's calling on Jesus and praying to Jesus. I swear every day somebody mentions Jesus to me. Or maybe I do it. I bring them up. You no, know, you know like- what? A, a lot of times we've been so conditioned to say Jesus just even in just like something going wrong. Oh, Jesus. You know, ah, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, look, look at God, you know, and, and it's always um, something. And because sometimes I, I, I try my best to, whenever I talk about God and Christ, I use Christ and say the title for the anointing because Jesus, yeah, Jesus was powerful because he woke up to realize who God created him to be in the spiritual realm of this human earth. And When I think about that part, trying to get Black people to understand the spiritual part of who Jesus was and not be so caught up in the person, it's like when you get famous, instead of looking at the work that somebody is doing, whether good, bad, or indifferent, they're looking at the person. But the person um, is not always going to be what you think that they should be when it comes to because he was, Jesus was not a do-gooder. He did everything wrong according to what men thought he should do. But he did everything right according to God. That was the whole reason he ended up dying. Because he was breaking all the dang on rules. <laughs> and right. they didn't like it. You're right. He, he was a rebel. But he was an ascended master. And we have many ascended masters, not just Jesus. Mm-hmm. Do your research and do your work on the other spiritual traditions. We have Buddha. We have Kuan Yin. I mean, St. Germain. 
I mean, the, you know, there's a lot of different Mother Mary, Mary Magdalene. Let's look at them. We know who they are Mm -hmm. Um, embodying the divine feminine Isis, you know, so there's Jesus is tired. (laughs) He want to spread the love. (laughs) Jesus is ready to spread the love. Look, everybody, we, we collectively doing this together so that we can all understand who God is for each and every one of us, not just this one. If you don't do it this way, then it's wrong. Well, God didn't just make one type of person. He didn't made animals. He didn't made trees. God made a whole lot of stuff. Why we got to do it this one way? I mean, like, yeah. Well, the confusion comes from the Bible because in the old, the God of the Old Testament is an angry, vengeful mm-hmm. God. You know, and and so people are confused. They think that that's what God is. I would suggest everybody to do their research and look at the Sumerian tablets of Mesopotamia who talk about the Anunnaki gods. You got to be open to research in order to really understand God in this fullest potential. Those stories come from the stories of the Bible come from those stories of the Anunnaki. They've been just copied and changed mm-hmm. the names and they changed it a little bit and you know they have whatever narrative they have the tree of life they have the garden of eden that all came from sumerian stories but most religions their different bibles all have the same story and if people really just open up a different bible and seeing that man this is the same for a long time and for a lot of black people they think that being a muslim means not believing in jesus and from my understanding, they believe just how they see it is a little bit different, but they still mm-hmm. believe that the person existed, that he did miraculous things. But growing up, you are taught to believe that they don't believe these things. You know what I'm saying? Like you are shunned from anything that is not controllable. And Christianity is the most controllable, even when you think about the vaccines and all of that it's the same type of thing you know whatever the master say you got to do and who is the master who has rule and a lot of people they're so um dependent minded that they couldn't even think for themselves if they wanted to they've been conditioned to depend on somebody else's thought process well they there's two types of people you know the ones that trust authority Mm-hmm. And the and the mm-hmm. ones that don't. You got the ones that trust authority and the ones that know better. Yeah, and I never trust authority. Like I depending on who I question who the everything. Is. Right. I question but, right, exactly. I mean, if the goddess Isis tells me to do something, I actually listen. Right. <laughs> but when 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 you have authority figures that have consistently been dishonest or flagrant in any way then you have to at some point because black people really do this i think that religion is kind of the root behind it because they just got to go along whatever the rule of the land is respect the land of the law so they just gonna go along with it versus challenging it um but i just lost the word. <laughs> but I, I understand where that's coming from though because if you're a black person and you, I mean, and you stand and you speak out mm-hmm. and, and you fight back, you know, historically, 
that was a fatal decision. Mm-hmm. You know, I know where that fear comes from. But if Biden says, you know, your example earlier, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. What's there's no offense to that. There's no anger to that. Listen, I thought it was the most disrespectful thing that you could, you know what I'm saying? Like, like that you could say, how, how are you a non-black person <laughs> going to tell somebody that they ain't back if they don't vote for you? And then you're not doing like the, the, the amount of quickness for the Asian anti-Asian hate bill or whatever that bill was versus us lingering over here getting killed all the time you know if there is no reconcile there is no rim there is nothing they just well you fend for yourself I, I and personally i believe that is because if we are not in the state of constant fear then we will grow more powerful we will begin to know ourselves we will begin to come into fruition of who we really are and for those of us that are of a Native American descent, that could be very, you know, tough. And then even to be able to find yourself in a powerful position, like being a president or going into political office, like if enough people wake up and they shake off the fog Mm -hmm. and they go into political office, then there will be the opportunity for change to happen. But people are so afraid of politics. um, But until enough people get in it, it won't change. And that means that, you know, the separation of church and state is it, they say that, but the reality is, I don't think that there is any. I think there has been, but the, the lines have blurred. (laughs) Well, when you got tax write-offs and you can, you know what I'm saying? That the fact, the whole, that whole concept, that means that if you do something opposite of what they approve of, they could take that from you. So it makes you less likely to buck up or say anything that is going to get your 50 your nonprofit removed mm-hmm. if they, if you do anything and they consider it assault against the establishment then guess what they're going to do they're going to attack so uh, if you were getting a tax write off and you had you're going to be like hold on now some things that we can't talk about in here because if I do it's going to mess up everything and i believe that um, unfortunately a lot of people may start out in religion that's not money motivated, but when they see the potential of profit in it, it can easily become like, I mean, I'm not doing it for the money, but might as well. <laughs> I mean, like if people going to give, if you can get somebody to give a thousand dollars just on off of emotions, then shoot, why not? And for some people, some people is not really like that, but they still know the type of control, the emotional control that they have over people because the spirit is real in those buildings. The amount of people that believe in one place allows the spirit to really be in the in the atmosphere, which makes people more vulnerable, which means that you're more emotional so they can say anything, pull any of your strings. There's certain people, certain things you know people go through. So if I say these things and then I ask for an offering, oh boy, <laughs> we in there. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's not, that's not just black people. Yeah. It's not just black preachers because some black preachers are very, you know, they never get real big because they don't do those things. And, but then there are also all cultures can have culture vultures that are people that prey on 
your dependency and reliance in that culture and that atmosphere. And they will use that to their advantage. And a lot of times, I think that's what goes on in the church and in religion as a whole. But in the Black community, is such a denial um, stance with anything outside of the Bible. They're afraid. They're afraid to do anything outside of what that Bible says because they think they're going to go to hell. Which is a lie. Mm-hmm. A, a huge one. I've, I've been more free... I've been more prosperous financially. I have excelled spiritually since I've left religion. I was in religion deeply for six years. I went to church um, Sundays, Tuesdays. If they had church Thursday, they had prayer every day for a long time. I would be at prayer every morning at 6 a.m. from 6 to 7. I was faithful. I wasn't working. I was doing work study and I'm a disabled veteran. So all my free time, I was given to the church. Now, this is not necessarily at fault of the church because it was something that I wanted to do. I wanted to be around. I wanted to learn. I wanted to extend that. However, when I woke up to the reality of what religion is versus what spirituality is, it really changed my life because it was like, okay, well, the first thing I asked was, why is it so many different branches of Christianity? You got the AME, you got the Baptist, you got Lutheran, you got, you know, the cat. Why is it so much? And then when I really started doing my research and then getting into psychology in school, it really just was like, and it really just was like a floodgate open because I was able to really see and do the research to understand the history of religion. And then I realized that the KKK believe in the same Jesus the Black people believe in. You know what I'm saying? And I realized that the Aryan Nation, like all of these hate groups, all are supported by the same. But how do we all believe the same thing and get these extremely different understandings of what it is? Because Black people are learned to forgive, nonviolent, all these other things. And then you got the white supremacists and all these hate groups that believe in the same word and use that as the reason why they'll kill you. Yeah. So they just manipulate the Bible, what it says there, you know, there's a lot of hate in the Bible. It is. There's a lot of murder. Mm -hmm. There's like Jacob with a million wives. I don't even remember. David with his, his, and then he was killing people and taking their wives and, and that was supposed to be God, one of God, you know, a man no. of God's own heart. No. How are you a man of God's own heart and you a murderer and you an adulterer and you all these things. But now if you do it, it's a problem. If it wasn't a problem then, and this is really not a problem now, <laughs> y'all just don't want us to realize that God don't change the rules of man change. Right. God never changed. Right. And, and that wasn't God. Mm-mm. Not even that. Because God, like what I realized on this side of religion is that if you really love yourself, uh, like really accept who you are, the rotten, dirty, dog, nasty stuff, and the goody, you know, like everything that's positive, then you will not be able to hate the next person because you know what you've been through. You know what you've overcome. You know how God has helped you. So you can have more compassion for another person that may be going through something. Yeah. And I wanted to mention about the shadow because you said that would scare people in your community. But when I say shadow, I'm just talking about those areas in your 
life that need more healing, that get triggered, that you try to hide. Most people try to hide and ignore and suppress. That's all I'm talking about. You know, look at the yin and yang symbol, right? You have the light side and then you have the dark side. The light side is the masculine. The dark is the feminine. You know, we're, we're, that's us. That's a symbol of us as a human being. So it's nothing scary. It's just your I mean, issues. Your shadow is your issues. The, uh, the way, and, and it sounds like I'm being stereotypical, but I promise I'm not. The way the Black community believes, even the yin and yang is like, hold on now. Are you sure? Like, <laughs> they don't believe in karma. <laughs> I mean, and not that they don't believe in karma. They believe in the process of seed, time, and harvest. But when you call it karma, they like, hold on, that's evil now. That's evil. Uh-uh, get back. <laughs> you know, no, that's evil. Yeah. And it's just really a lack of understanding. Well, We're then- saying the same thing. We're doing the same things. Even the stuff that they say is witchcraft, like um, communion. What's the difference between witchcraft and eating of somebody's body and drinking their blood? You, you that if that ain't witchcraft, I don't know. You what know, is? that's not witchcraft. That's black magic. Anything to do with blood and sacrifice is black magic. Well, let, let me tell you, every every first of the month, every first Sunday of the month, should I say? There is a large black magic ritual that goes on in the black community that they have the slightest clue that they are doing. They think that they are doing that in honor of God, Jesus, and all of that. And they don't understand that drinking of blood and and eating of somebody's body, if that is not black magic with see, but, but for the black community black magic and witchcraft is all the same thing everything is in under one um bubble but the thing is for me today when i think about black magic it doesn't seem as bad because i realize now that almost everything that is considered black they gave a negative connotation to it they they made you feel like if it had something to do with black it was bad or if it was dark it was bad Mm -hmm. so because of that it makes me see like the fact that black people can absorb and use the sunlight and other races that don't have the same type of pigmentation can't it speaks volumes but if you don't realize those type of details then the things that are considered dark or demonic which demon in its real translation means jesus i mean not jesus genius it means genius if you knew that demon meant meant jesus genius then how would that change the way your mind works i did a whole um episode about this topic because i believe that see this is where i'm gonna get up under people's skin i think we already upset people (laughs) Well, this and is- we haven't even got into the that black magic ritual because I grew up Catholic. We could talk that was, about that. Tell me more about that because listen, I'm telling you, a lot of the black community is really against a lot of things that they don't realize that they're doing. <laughs> they, yeah, because, they don't understand it. Because, you know, you're brainwashed. 
that's what the church does it brainwashes you I, I have I I had I used to go the church I used to go to they used to say you need your brainwash sometimes so I know people that think that you know they need to have their brainwashed in order to get the right things in there so oh, go ahead God oh God <laughs> I can't believe it so and so and I didn't realize this till maybe the past ten years that you know the Catholic Church they have communion and you are what are they, what's the word they call it? Ingesting the body of Christ and drinking the, the, blood, the blood of Christ. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So like I said, that is black magic. If you look at, at witchcraft, that is satanic. That is what they do. Mm -hmm. They sacrifice animals. Sacrifice. They drink blood. They deal with blood. The other disturbing thing is always looking at Jesus on a cross, you know, nailed mm -hmm. to the cross, mm -hmm. you know, and children are looking at this in church. That's abusive. Well, because if you don't do what we say, then this is going to be you. This is what, this is what that represents kind of, you know, but you see, it's a horrible thing mm -hmm. to see, mm -hmm. but it's on every, all all these churches it's hanging outside the church but and you know i i've said that a lot of times we are so collectively caught up in the sacrifice that we'll live the sacrifice over and over again instead of ever walking in the light of who god really i mean what what the what it was supposed to have meant yeah so i'm gonna come out and probably shock people who are still listening if they're still <laughs> listening now but i don't believe jesus died on the cross I believe Mary Magdalene and Mother Mary and his his group pulled mm -hmm. him down before he died mm -hmm. and nursed him back to health. And I don't think he died on the cross. Well, you know, technically speaking, you can't even be born without sperm. Right. Technically. I mean, right. like really technically. <laughs> I mean, it's almost impossible. I mean, okay, it's not impossible. Well, without sperm, it, it is impossible to to produce a seed. Um, and an embryo. You got to have both. Like, mm -hmm. without both, it's, it, it's no possibility that that type of miracle can happen unless there is a, a, a sperm that goes, like you can, a living, any living organism, from my understanding, can produce life. So if you put a sperm in some other type of living organism, it will produce life. But without sperm, there is no life to be produced, not no physical human life. Yeah, you need an embryo and you need sperm to create a human. People are not going to like that. I mean, but it's like impossible. I believe that maybe uh, Mary was creeping and in those times, <laughs> in those times, if you get caught, you, you know what I'm saying? Like you were dead. You were a goner. The only way you could survive that is to say, well, God must've did it. <laughs> it like she must've been pregnant by a king or unless she got pregnant by a black person. Like if she was not black and she got pregnant, pregnant by a black person, then yeah, you going to, it's going to be immaculate conception. All right. Because <laughs> she you you a goner if you get caught with that. In those times, it'd be almost like um, 
how um Moses was found in the uh in you know in the ravine like same type of you know what I'm saying underlying thing like did you really get found or you know did somebody knock somebody up that wasn't supposed to and now this is how the story has to go because if you are messing with somebody at that point that was a warlock and you got pregnant by somebody that is naturally spiritually inclined then your baby will have you know be more spiritually inclined than those that are not but you can never reveal that that that's how that baby came about you would have to put it off on god have to right right and that's that no disrespect to anybody or anybody's religion but like literally <laughs> literally that's not how uh humans are life created <laughs> life does not work like that i don't even know why people believe that to this extent you know to the extent to where people will you know like i don't know it's well, it's, it's it's just it's, humanly impossible right and it's just taking away the the ability of women to have children and how beautiful and powerful that is. And let's say that she was a virgin and it was immaculate conception because if she had sex, it was dirty and we don't want to connect Jesus to that. And I can see where they came from. Sex is a part of being a human. You have sexual desire because it's a part of your human, just the same way animals, the same way that if you have a dog, that dog might start humping out the blue on anything or person. It is a part of the human nature, right. but because we shy away from it, because we've made it so toxic, it, 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 it creates a very bad place where now you get people that are jumping into it before they even know anything about it because you can't talk about it. So guess what you're going to do? You're going to figure it out on your own. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, if we talked about it, if if you understood the spiritual exchange with that connection, then you wouldn't have to pressure people to not do this or to not do that. Or if you do it, it's a sin. Like, no, it's magical. Mm-hmm. If you can create life with it, this is a magical experience. Right. Right. And I think everything is magic. I think we're we're magic we're in magic we do magic the Uh, whole earth is a miracle it's all magic Mm -hmm. magic is everywhere more than people want to admit or realize because if it's magic then it can't be god but that's what a miracle is right yeah. That's what Jesus was, right? Because the way that he had immaculate conception is pretty much magical. <laughs> it's magic. Well, he did magic. And so, he wasn't the only one. See, you know? if you look at it that way, people don't, it, it doesn't transcend the same way when you say it like he did magic versus he did miracles. You know, if you say he did miracles, it sounds a little bit more homey. Like I can accept that he did miracles. I can't accept that he did magic. How did he do magic? 
but that was the that was what the religious leaders at that time had a problem with is that he was doing all of these things to where okay now how you did it we ain't supposed to be doing this on this day how you get to do it on this day (laughs) we can only do it on these other days so how are you doing it on this day if we can't do it on those other days and but if if you free like that then guess what it's gonna be other people that's going to look to be as free as you saying that we could be yeah well didn't he say that though didn't he say you are like me and you can do what i i can do people people do not um they don't grasp the like christ as much as they want to sacrifice their life for christ i'll give all of this up i'll do all of this to to live like jesus but then they don't actually take on the mindset of oneness with god because they think that you can't go to god directly you got to use jesus if you don't go through jesus then you can't get to god but jesus left you the holy spirit to go to god not himself he didn't say you know what you have to go through me first and and when and when it was said it was in the context of christ not him as the person like when he go away then what you gonna do you gonna still be trying to summon the dead that's what the the same type of witchcraft y'all summoning the dead (laughs) every time that you keep chanting for jesus you summoning the dead that is summoning that is summoning he is tired talk about patience patience (laughs) everybody calling on him no, the, the 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 Christian community has the most patience ever because everybody's been waiting on Jesus to come back. He's not coming back. So Jesus, not in no physical sense, represents Christ consciousness, which is mm-hmm. what we all need to aspire to and connect within. So the title for the anointing is Christ. So he is not coming back to save you. You have to save yourself. Tap you in. have. You have to find the Christ consciousness within yourself. And that's the problem, you know, even in this country, I'm not even talking about race, Mm -hmm. is that whole idea of somebody's going to save me. You know, somebody saved me from my bad health. Somebody saved me from COVID. Somebody saved me from going to hell, whatever your reason is. But if you think about it, that's what the government um it seems aspires to do is i'm going to save y'all but mm-hmm. then you got to live like this if i if i help you then you got to go up under these rules well is this the land of the free because i don't feel free <laughs> are you sure we free because it don't really feel like it especially with this vaccine thing mm-hmm. and it's so crazy because you see the type of manipulation and control like just it's on it's overwhelming because if you don't do this then something wrong with you but if you get in the vaccine and you feel like you safe then why do i gotta get it if you safe? you got the vaccine you're not gonna get all what i'm gonna get so let me take my chance right but even with the people in at the border i believe that they told they said that those people didn't have to get the vaccine well why do everybody else got to get it in because it's not about the virus and it's not about about the vaccine it's about control Mm -hmm. and taking away your freedom and and doing it in a way that we don't even really see it or realize that it's control 
the way oh. that everything shut down was control that was like the the warm-up to it let's see if we can get them to do this okay well now let's see if we can get them to do this and just a little no. bit more. you know what the warm-up was 20 years ago on 9 11 mm. when they took away some of our freedoms to travel mm. and now they could frisk us mm. every time we went on the plane and we couldn't carry a bottle of water and because you now know. it is a threat to the establishment more than anything else a threat to religion though is a threat to the establishment because if you get people out of that warped state of thinking then they won't they won't just go along to get along now but see and the internet is the reason why i believe to the y2k is because the internet just changed the world for real the information that we're talking about now nobody could talk about this type of stuff before on their own platform and be okay with that this is like back to the future type you know (laughs) (laughs) this is it they can't arrest everybody i think it's crazy the way that it works though because if you do anything that's outside of what they think you should be able to do you are literally subject to you know arrest and censorship Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you say anything outside of their agenda whether it's true or not and like it's so crazy for me because i'm actually going through something against the government where um they have been lying to me about some things that as the government you think that they're going to be honest but if they'll do it at this level at the level that i'm you know at medical care then and they'll do it in a it's no in between you may have some people that's new that are green that don't know how things are supposed to be but until enough people get in there and say you know what we can't do it this way no more it's not really you know beneficial then it's gonna be hard for everybody and let me say this i am not against the government (laughs) however i believe that the way that things are ran currently could be ran a whole lot differently more effectively that that would be inclusive and not take away from anybody you could still get money you could still do all the things that you're doing but it's a better way to do those things so that everybody has the same liberties that nobody gets treated less or or like it's too many foreclosed homes for there to be as many homeless people on the street as there is like it's just certain things that it could be fixed if somebody wanted to fix them. But right now there is no somebody that's that can take over the whole way things have been. It takes a whole new, a new management. We need, you know, what Patty LaBelle say, a new attitude in the whole Mm -hmm. thing, because if you just change one person, changing the face, the president is like changing the CEO of a company until you change the board members, which would be Congress and Senate, then you won't change, you won't see the change. You know, you won't see not in in any way that is effective for what we need overall. And that includes the religious type of things because people are not free to worship how they really want to worship. Muslims can't worship without being criticized. If you are not Christian, you can't worship without being criticized. You have to do what they want you to do if you have any other type of beliefs then they vilify you pretty much <laughs> you know i don't know what the answer is um 
You know, I wish, I wish that we had a better government. I mean, as a child, I knew that these problems could be fixed. It's just, do you have the will to fix them? Do you have the will to do the right thing? And maybe we don't need to depend on leadership. We just need to get people to wake up Mm -hmm. and understand what's going on and take back their power. Because that's all, that's what it comes down to. People are disempowered because they gave away their power to the church. They gave it away to big pharma. They gave it away to the government. They gave it away, you know, take your power back. And sometimes that's just having a voice, having a mind to think for yourself, think outside of what you've been told to think, critically think. Without, Overthink about good things. Without fear, because you can't think critically and rationally if you are afraid. So let's go back to this concept of hell, which I think is totally bogus. But hell to me is a state of mind and it has to do with your belief system. So I've interviewed people who had near death experiences and they thought they saw hell, which what they saw and experienced was hellish. Um, And then I asked them, well, do you think you were really in hell? And, you know, this is Kathy McDaniel, who I interviewed on the podcast. And she said, well, it's what you believe happens when you die. Mm -hmm. So even if that wasn't where it was, if that's what your mind concept believe right that's what's going to happen right if you believe if there is a hell and you deserve to be there where do you think you're gonna end up if that's your conscience right right and she went through all these horrible experiences and i was just listening to her story and i was waiting for her to tell me she asked for help this is episode 46 And she didn't say it, but then eventually she started singing a song away in the manger. And she said she got pulled out of that hellish experience. And I said, well, you're singing. The song was a prayer for help. It was a call for help. So once you do that, you know, they pull you out of it. Pray for help, ask for help, you get it. Mm -hmm. But we're also humans on this planet and we've got to take action. You can't just pray. Or or wait for somebody else to do it for you. You have to take the initiative. Once you pray, whatever you feel after you pray that's in the right direction, take the initiative, start. If it's just research, if it's just looking something up, You have to take the initiative to start something for yourself. Right. Or even just a discussion with another Mm -hmm. person that's open to it. You're putting your energy into change, into what you want to happen. It's simple manifestation technique. And we could tell you what you're going to have to do, but unless you are really ready and willing 
to go beyond your comfortability no matter what we say is just gonna sit on deaf ears and one day you may come back to it and be thinking like hey you know such, such and such said or I remember I heard this at some point but until you dive into it it's it's a rabbit hole though that Neo <laughs> that Neo he warned you yeah and you have to look at things that you don't agree with mm-hmm. that's the approach of a truly open-minded person is you have to look at what the other side is saying no matter how crazy Mm -hmm. (laughs) you may think it is you have to look at everything and get the big picture and then you decide for yourself what resonates as truth or not or maybe you might not be sure and that's okay you can put it to the side and say well I think that's kind of crazy but it's possible I'm not sure but pray int- for clarity. Pray, right. pray for clarity. Pray right. and ask God how to use this information. Ask God what you should learn. You might not, it's not going to be comfortable to go outside of your Bible, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But when God shows you what you should look into, don't dismiss God because it's uncomfortable to you. Right. If you ask the question, you will get the answer. Mm-hmm. It may not be right away. It may take three signs. It may take 10 signs because you weren't paying attention to the signs. Or you didn't want to receive it. Right. But you will get an answer. You will get nudges. That's how the universe works. That's how God, the creator, works. Definitely. Well, Casey, it was another (laughs) enlightening (laughs) discussion. thank you you so much for coming on and being so honest and forthright about this and you know hopefully people are listening and might explore some things and start questioning what you've been taught and what you've been told if you question something you should be able to come with an answer and not with a defense mechanism, not with some, you know, because some said, no, what is the reference point of what's being said to you? What is the reference point, even of the Bible? Where does it come from? Like learn those things. Don't just say that God gave it to, to, to King James and he gave it to you because, okay, but who was King James? Where was he from? What was he into? Like all of those things make a difference because if you, take my word and you can't go and reference back my mindset then I could say something one day one way and then think something totally different on a regular basis never adopt just what somebody told you or don't even even what you read in a book in one book make it multiple books Mm -hmm. make it 20 books make it 10 signs 20 signs 10 conversations where someone brought up the same thing the same way you know right that's your sign (laughs) that's confirmation that that's the confirmation that you need not it's one book and five people that believe only in that one book said it no let somebody outside because guess what a lot of people that are not religious or have grown from religion they still reference points of the Bible that makes 
valid sense they will still reference what has become true what is true at the foundation of it but they will throw away all of what they say uh throw out the bones eat the meat the bones is all the stuff the the fluff the extra stuff that's on there on top of what history really speaks and we're really blessed because we have all that information at our fingertips we don't Mm -hmm. even have to leave our homes to do research you don't have to go to the library and look up the books. Remember those days you would go to the card catalog and the encyclopedia and look up something. You can do it online. You can download a book on your Kindle in 10 seconds. Easy. And you can highlight it, which I love because I love highlighting. And then you can, <laughs> you can download your highlights of the book right. to your computer. They make so, it convenient. Right. It's really no excuse. There's no excuse to, because you have access to the information. So go out there. Um, and if you need ideas, email me, email Casey. Yes. <laughs> contact stargazingangel at gmail.com. And how do people contact you, Casey? You can either go info at speakingfreedom.org or speakingfreedom at gmail.com. And she's Speaking freedom, always. That's what we just did. Yep, always. Well, thank you so much, Casey, for being on the show again. Thanks for having me again. I'll come back anytime. Thank you for listening. If you have a weird experience to share, please email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. Check out our website on tinakinneyclark.com. Also, we're on Facebook and like us on Facebook and share your favorite episodes with your friends and family. I look forward to hearing about your weirdest experience.